this isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? What do you mean? Did Caesar live here? Um, no. I don't think so. I went to Vegas last weekend. Pretty crazy. Vegas, baby! Vegas! Gentlemen, welcome to Las Vegas. Why don't you give me half the money you were gonna bet? Then we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day! Some guys just can't handle Vegas. Hey there, and welcome to episode number seven of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. Once again, my name is Jeff, and I'll be your host for this podcast journey to my favorite city on the planet, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, a.k.a. Sin City. Uh, Before we dive deep into this week's episode, as has become the norm, i got a few little housekeeping bits that need to be taken care of. Right off the top, I want to say a big thanks to everyone who's been checking out the show since we made the move over to Podbean. I'll admit, I was a little leery of switching away from SoundCloud, but clearly this was the right move. Tons of people have found the show, either on purpose or by accident. Either way is fine by me. The play numbers keep on growing, and so does the audience, so again, thank you for that. And thanks for telling your friends about the show as well. Keep on sharing those links. Also, I want to say hello to all the new followers I've picked up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find the Jeff Does Vegas podcast at Jeff Does Vegas. Simple as that. And don't forget, current and previous episodes of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast are up and available for your listening pleasure on iTunes, Spotify, and the Podbean app for Apple and Android, so you can listen on the go or head to jeffdoesvegas.com for shows and show notes. Now, without any further ado, let's get things rolling. So, last episode was a very special one. I was lucky enough to do a crossover episode with Chris from the Faces and Aces Las Vegas podcast. We ran down our lists of what we considered to be the top 10 things you have to do in Vegas to say you've done Vegas. Our numbers 10 through 6 are up on Chris's podcast at facesandaceslv.com, and numbers 5 through 1 are in my show and can be heard on episode number 6 at jeffdoesvegas.com. We thought we'd done pretty well for ourselves. We thought we'd hit all the high spots and thought we'd covered it all. Then we got talking afterwards about some of the things we missed. And then once we posted the episodes and tweeted about them, people started responding with their ideas of must-do Vegas items. As such, I thought it would be fun to do a follow-up show and talk about some of the great suggestions that our listeners and Twitter followers came up with. So, in no particular order... Here are some honorable mentions for things you need to do in Vegas to say you've done Vegas. Playing the slots at the airport. Now, I always love seeing the looks on the faces of the first-timers when they get off the plane in Vegas and they spot the slot machines. It's this look of shock and pure joy since it's usually something people don't expect. Even if they've heard about it or read about it or seen pictures of it, it's still a little jarring and it just looks so out of place in real life. The slots in the airport, also a great way to kill time when you're waiting for your flight home. So if you want that last shot at Lady Luck, go ahead, drop some cash in and who knows, maybe you'll be heading home a winner. Make a bet at a sports book. This is something you need to do at least once in your life. I mean, everybody has a favorite sport and a favorite team, and it doesn't matter what sport it is, no matter how obscure or bizarre, you're going to be able to place a bet on it when you're in Vegas. Now, I'll be honest, 
Walking up to a sports book to place a bet can be incredibly intimidating. You're looking at all those boards with all those numbers and team names and cities and dates on them, having no idea what you're doing. I've done it three times in my life. I had literally no clue what I was doing. But in this case, Google is your friend. Do some research ahead of time, grab some cash, and confidently place a bet on your favorite team. Ride the Slotzilla Zipline. If you're not familiar, Slotzilla is a two-level zipline where riders shoot out of the front of what looks like a giant slot machine. On the lower level, you ride sitting down, and on the higher level, you ride laying down or Superman style. The upper level goes the entire length of the Fremont Street experience, about 1,700 feet or a third of a mile. This is something personally I'll never do simply because I have a raging fear of heights. I don't even like standing on a chair to change a light bulb, but I have several friends who've done this. They've ridden it Superman style, absolutely loved it. So you need to do it yourself. Go out in the dark, come home in the daylight. I'm not going to lie. I've done this and it's kind of fun. <laughs> you head out for a night on the town with your friends and when you're finally staggering your way back to the hotel, the sun is starting to come up. When you do walk into the lobby of your hotel, you're going to meet two very distinctly different groups of people. Number one, people who, like yourself, are just getting back from partying and loving life. And number two, people who have had to drag their asses out of bed at 5 a.m. to head to the airport for an early flight home and are currently hating life. Try the $20 trick at check-in. As we've discussed in past episodes, Vegas is a tipping town. And one of the most common things people like to try to do is get themselves upgraded to a nicer room with what's known as the $20 trick. Here's the gist of it. When you're checking into your hotel, slide a $20 bill in between your ID and your credit card. And as you're handing them over to the desk clerk, nicely ask, hey, um, give any upgrades available by chance? It's going to go one of three ways. One, they're going to say yes, upgrade your room, and take the 20 as a tip. Two, they'll say no and hand the $20 back to you. Or three, and this is very rare and a real dick move, they'll say no and they'll keep the $20 anyways. I know several people who have done this and had varying degrees of success, but I also know several people who have tried it and ended up in rooms that were nothing special, and I know of people who haven't bothered with it and ended up with free upgrades anyways. When I did my guys trip several years ago, we all stayed at the Hard Rock Hotel. Friends of mine who did the $20 trick ended up in the exact same type of room as I did, and I hadn't done the $20 trick. Other friends on the tip other friends on the trip tipped $10 and ended up in this crazy rock star suite. Now, with the push towards self-checking at kiosks and not dealing with people, I can see the $20 trick going the way of the $1 shrimp cocktail and the $4.99 prime rib dinner. Now, I have to share a couple of must-dos with you that, frankly, Chris and I are completely and totally embarrassed that we missed, but they are absolutely necessary to do in Vegas to be able to say you've done Vegas. Number one, go see the volcano at the Mirage. It's right on Las Vegas Boulevard. It's 50 feet high. It spews water and fire 100 feet in the air. Erupts nightly three times, 8, 9, and 10 p.m., 
always attracts a massive crowd. Even as a frequent visitor to Vegas, I make sure to try and take in a volcano eruption on every trip. And anytime I'm in town with a first timer, I tell them, you got to see this. We go, we stand there, we watch it, and they are amazed. Number two, the Bellagio Fountains. Eight-acre man-made lake out front of what's easily one of the Strip's most prestigious properties. The Fountains of Bellagio are a choreographed water show that happen every 30 minutes during the afternoon and every 15 minutes at night. Fountains are synced up with several different songs. The day usually starts with Whitney Houston's Star Spangled Banner and Andre Bocelli's Time to Say Goodbye. Fun fact here, Fountains of the Bellagio, 1,200 nozzles, 4,500 lights, and it's estimated that it cost $40 million to build. So again, just to be clear, two people who visit Vegas anywhere between five and eight times a year, who also host Vegas podcasts and consider themselves experts on the subject of Las Vegas, somehow managed to forget about two of the largest, most impressive, and free attractions on the Las Vegas Strip. Insert facepalm emoji here. And one last point to make before we close things up on this week's topic. According to the Twitter poll and the general overall angry responses, it appears that the gondola at the Venetia is not a must-do to say you've done Vegas. There was absolutely no debate about it, and everyone thinks I'm insane for even suggesting it. So, case closed on that. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Jeff, and this has been episode number seven of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast, a Walker New Media production. 